Oh, Stephen Harmison with a slower ball. One of the great balls. Given the moment, given the batsman, and given the match, that is a staggering gamble that's played off. For Hello, Harmison. villagers. It's episode 12 of the Villagers podcast. We've made it, boys. We're at a dozen, one short of a baker's dozen. How do we feel? Loving it, mate. Yep, feeling pretty good. That is good. Well, new country klaxon, a huge yasu to our Greek audience. Wow. We've hit Greece. I'm not sure if we're in the islands or uh, or mainland Greece. I'd like to clarify that, but uh, it is a yasu to our Greek audience. And this is genuinely massive. This is nearly as big as the villagers break in India, which we've already we've been there. We've conquered that. Uh, we have been shared by the Burton Albion, the Brewers. Official. Brewers! Which is, um, which is enormous. 65,000 uh, of the Yellow Army uh, now across our content. And, Smithy, you've managed to hook us up with uh, a pretty special uh, egg-shaped Instagram page as well, haven't you, mate? Yeah, the uh, Burton Rugby Club. I thought um, we're getting right behind uh, the Brewers, so we may as well get behind the Rugby Boys as well. Um, so, yeah, get on to Instagram, follow the Rugby Boys. Titley and his uh, black and white army, um, friend of the pod, Harry Titley, and we all know him well from school. So, great to support another local sports team, I thought. Do they have a nickname, Burton Rugby Club? Shaggers. Not, <laughs> Not to my knowledge. We'll have to ask Harry on that one. That's but it would I'd be like. good, wouldn't it? We can give speaking him a nickname. Harry, speaking of Harry Titley, I remember playing junior football with him and we had Clive Jacobs started as coach and hadn't met him before. <laughs> and uh, Yeah, and um, everyone was calling Harry Titters, which is his nickname. And Clive didn't realise his name was, his surname was Titley. So we're in the middle of a training session going, Titters, yeah, man on, Titters, man on. And Clive's going, Lloyd, get in. And we've all gone into a circle thinking, what's going on here? And he said, the next person that calls him Titters is out of the team. And my dad said afterwards, Clive, his nickname is Titters, his surname is Titley. <laughs> Uh, and probably a big congratulations as well recently married so that's a, it's a plus for, for titters yeah Grace Slights um, famous for living on Main Street in Oruos just up the road from me so there might be a couple of little titties bouncing around soon hey. <laughs> and then Dom Richmond moved into that house so yeah, correct a, yeah I used to babysit them weirdly speaking of tits <laughs> 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 I'm, assuming, I'm assuming, gents, we're not going to uh, be talking about Burton Cricket Club whilst we're on the talk. No, it's weird. I did actually have Jamie North on the phone wanting to put a. <laughs> <laughs> no, That's we are we're herons through and through, aren't we? Yeah, we are massively. And yeah. I'll tell you something now, lads. Massive news and bigger than that. So Greece tick, Brewers tick. Burton Rugby Club tick, but again, Ian Smith putting in the hard yards, shaking hands, cashing checks. We have a sponsor. Hey, we have a sponsor, um, which is fantastic news. We also have a competition which will launch shortly. Our sponsor, and I need to get this right The Villagers Podcast, sponsored. (laughs) by Elite Reception UK for all your CCTV needs in the Burton area. And my word, you will need it. <laughs> well, the crime's, you know, it's exponential apparently in, uh, in Burton. So, yeah, please do get on to uh, um, some CCTV uh, networks. In the Burton area. In the Burton area. Provided <laughs> by Elite Reception. Um, UK. Great name, by the way. I like that. Elite yeah, reception. headed by Ben Heathcote. Huge fan of the pod in my year at school. Um, great lad. Supports lots of local football. Um, yeah, yeah, so get behind Elite Reception on social media. Um, he's going to provide us with some T-shirts uh, for competition winners 
and football tickets, etc. So we'll get into that shortly. Remember Frank the Tank, his dad, uh, <laughs> sitting at the pub uh, at the Red Lion, where he he came up to me and went, "You're you're Chris's son," and I said, "I am." I went to school with Chris. I said, "Oh, that's nice. Yeah, what was he like at school?" Well, he was a good kid. Um, he, I went to school with him till it, year six. And uh, I passed the 11 plus, so I went off to private school and he was a dumb fucker and he stayed at John Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah, really, intelligence runs in the Heathcote family because he's got behind us. So thanks, yeah. Elite Reception UK. <laughs> he is a massive Rams fan as well. So Now, the massive news. Now, this is important for the villagers to listen, so you need to really dial in here because uh, we have a giveaway. Uh, a competition which will be launching our catchphrase, which has become, it's never been bigger. Uh, and we've got some examples that we'll be posting very soon. So you need to go onto our Instagram page. But the competition is, well, do you want to explain it, Tommy? You're a, you're an avid yeller. Do you want to yeah. explain what you've got to do? Yeah, firstly, I'll, I'll need to correct you instantly by saying our catchphrase, it's never been bigger. It's we've never been bigger. Um, we've never we've, we've never. we yeah we have never been bigger yeah and basically what what we want from the villagers is uh basically uh to shout we've never been bigger from anywhere that you may live or a funny site or something you know unique and just basically just go wild and video it and send it in and and if you can do that and the best video of someone shouting we've never been bigger <laughs> will be up for a, a grand prize draw. Awesome. I had a go at it last week, lads. Um, I went to Mordor in New Zealand and I went up to the top of the red crater and I yelled, we've never been bigger, uh, which will be posted on Instagram this week. And what people need to do is uh, send us that video in to our Instagram um, on the messenger and they need to tag themselves in the video of me. Uh, with the person that they would like to take to the Brewers game with them. We've got two tickets to Burton Albion versus Portsmouth. Um, and then we've also got three T-shirts to give away. Uh, we've never been bigger T-shirts, sponsored by Elite Reception. So Benny Ladd is going to get us a, uh, some T-shirts in. Um, so top three entries will be put on our Instagram. Uh, hopefully you're going to make us laugh. And then the winner will be on their way to watch the Brewers. Now, if you're currently in Australia or New Zealand, which a lot of our listeners are, fear not, there will be other competitions where you will be able to win um, tickets to go to the cricket, courtesy of Tommy, um, and uh, rugby tickets to go and watch Super Rugby, courtesy of the Semi Mongrel. Um, so look out for that in the future. I think that's great. We've actually got it covered across um, across you know our, our big big places that we're in. So New Zealand, Australia, England, all covered. Um, obviously, anyone you know our, our new following Greece, if they're interested in a direct flight to uh, East Midlands Airport and, <laughs> and Burton v Portsmouth, then please yeah get in on it. If anyone's in my neck of the woods, I'll just take you out for a pint or something like that. <laughs> I would love it though if uh, I send one in of me at the Sydney Opera House showing we've never been bigger, win two tickets to Portsmouth v Burton, and then have to fly to the UK uh, for a, a weekend trip to watch that. That would be great. But well, what well, people could do, they could send in a video and win from Australia, and then identify a few people that are in England in the Burton area. Um, exactly on a Wednesday evening to go and watch the football. I was so. going to say the best thing is you don't even have to miss a weekend because it's a Wednesday night under the lights. <laughs> oh, is really. it? <laughs> so Burton Portsmouth it is on November the Ian. Uh, uh, I want to say twenty ninth, but that might be yeah. wrong. So and, don't quote uh, me on that. Sorry, that's the big November the Ian. Is that is that? <laughs> yes. He's panicked. The big prerequisite for that is we then need a follow-up video of you at the brewers oh, game god yeah you've never been bigger yeah and if and any brewers are listening we we did get um a big influx of new followers from the the burton post if you are at the albion please do take a sign with you um with at the villagers pod on it and a massive we've never been bigger so that would be awesome it. well that's a bit of uh, housekeeping out of the way uh gents what have we been up to well, um, yeah, I've uh, I've had my Halloween uh, party that was last night, so um, 
Yeah, largely drinking copious amounts of, of alcohol, dressed up as a Hooters uh, grill. So that went down well um, with people. Bear in mind, I've been at my new company now for just over two months, and to be dressed up as a Hooters girl at a Halloween party um, has probably made me more Was friends. Was John Daly there? He's contractually no, obliged. Yeah, he is contractually obliged. He wasn't there. Um, but one of the best things about the night was, um, obviously, I was a bit sort of panicking that, yeah, I am dressed as a lady. And, uh, yeah, uh, there were two two gents dressed as Harley Quinn. So um, the three of us all sort of, you know, had a, had a good bond where we all sort of said, well, we're dressed as women. Um, we'll stick together. And we, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I managed to make my way across uh, New Zealand's North Island to um, the volcanic uh, hotspot known as the Tongarero River Crossing, uh, famous for the Lord of the Rings film uh, Mordor. So I climbed up two um, enormous volcanoes, uh, 21 kilometres um, through active uh, volcano um, land, which I did not realise until after the walk. Um, and had I known that previously, I would have thought about it twice. Because um, I, I, I mean, I was quite terrified actually, knowing that I'd just walked for for six hours through active uh, three active volcanoes. Um, but yeah, it was good. Tom, Very Tom, hard yakka. Might be a good chance for you to quote a Lord of the Rings scene if you like. I know it's one of your favourite things to do. Looks like <laughs> meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> so yeah, there was one point where I was. Um, so I'd say two thirds up the side of a giant volcano, and it, it's kind of when you were looking at it, there's snow, and you're walking across a platform that's about, I'd say, 12 to 18 inches wide. So you're going one foot after the other, like hands fully on the volcano, going full mountain goat, and it, it started hailing, raining on the way down, so yeah, quite treacherous uh, up there. But it was also the Rugby World Cup. So England, South Africa was on as I was walking uh, across the volcano, which was very stressful. But luckily I had a group of lads that I was kind of following um, and getting score updates from. And we were yelling at each other every time there was a score, which was great. Love the um, stuff. Yeah. But yeah, enjoyed my time in, in Mordor. Did you see Kirith Ungol? <laughs> no. <laughs> no? Okay. Gollum's Pool is actually very close by as well, actually. There's um, some, some very cool Lord of the Ringsy spots. Um, near Ooh. where I was, yeah, yeah, it was good. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I'd love to go to the Green Dragon and have a couple of beers. That'd be lovely. I've been there, the Shire. Took a trip there. There's an enormous beer barrel um, that you can have a photo with there, which is good. What's the beer called in the Shire? Can't remember now. It's a good quiz question for you. That I time. don't know if they name it. That would Ooh. be. Yeah, I'm not sure if they do. We assume it's Director's Bitter. <laughs> Peddy. <laughs> be penny penny. A lot of the a lot of the people that drink at the Burton Bridge Brewery look like they're Lord of the Rings extras, so it makes sense. <laughs> I actually I told you about when I applied to be on uh, the new TV show for Lord of the Rings, didn't I? No, of course not. No, so I um, when the Rings of Power came out, so season one obviously came out last year. I, they were doing auditions for Australian and New Zealanders, so I applied to be on it as an orc, and I uh, got told uh, I wasn't ugly enough. So, You'd be yeah, too fine. tall for an orc, surely. Yeah. I don't think so. You'd be more of a ent, wouldn't you? Like a tree beard of the forest. Yeah, sure. I thought so. Yeah, but you're talking in the first age, so the ents aren't really, you know, they're not really around. So, so you'd um, be the birth of the ents. Possibly. I mean, there there are ent wives in there. I mean, there are ents, but they're not. They don't massively feature. So, yeah, whilst disappointing, um, you know, I thought I was going to get my first TV gig, and yeah, unfortunately, that's two now I've been declined for. I, I applied to, to be Harry Potter, and now someone in Lord of the Rings. Two of my favourite books slash films, and yeah. What role did you apply for in Harry Potter? Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking Hagrid. Oh well, I mean, dear! Time, I was I was ten years old, so I don't think I would have got Hagrid. But I, oh. I thought I had a chance. Um, oh, I thought you meant in recent times. Yeah, same. No, no, no. I mean, no. Clearly. That is so funny. You applied to be the actual Harry Potter. How, <laughs> how do I only know this now? Yeah. I can't believe it. there was like a competition. So All Saints Primary, there was um, yeah, like when the book when that Philosopher's Stone came out, that was there. And then 
think, yeah, I can't, to be honest, I'm, my memory's a bit blurred with it, but I remember there was like, yeah, enter in to be Harry Potter. And obviously, like, so loads funny. of people did it. And I did it, and I thought, genuinely, I was like, I, I could be Harry Potter. Here. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, still time. Still time. Love right, it, Rafe, boys. anything from you? Well, I, mine's very, I'll keep mine very brief. I moved house this week, had a van put Sarah's really important house plant in the back, which is massive, that we've been growing for years, ragged it round the first roundabout, and it went cascading in the back of the van, soil everywhere. I was oh, really no. in the plant. So that, that, was, uh, that was a mildly stressful moment. I think this is, this is how I'm breaking that news to her as well, so she'll hear this in a few nights. <laughs> oh, no, villagerevivals.com. Did you, just, did you just go, he nearly saw himself. <laughs> My nostrils were clear. <laughs> exactly. Oh, fantastic. Um, and on that note, um, Ben Heathcote, um, leader uh, numero one from Elite Reception, has sent us in some uh, correspondence. <laughs> I'm not even sure if it is UK. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Ben, we will get round to it. We'll sort it out. Um, he sent me in a piece of information regarding the English breakfast um, episode that we had a couple of weeks ago. And he said that he spent a lot of time in London um, and down in one of the truckers' calves. On their English breakfast, they used to put a burger, just the patty, but with onions on it. Um, and he wanted to get our thoughts on that. Mm. Make up your mind, Cockneys. Yeah, well, I thought I... <laughs> Flabbergasted is the way I. It sounds delicious, but Does it, it? Isn't, it isn't right. Well, I love a burger. I really enjoy a burger. Is it too meaty though? You've already got your sausage and your bacon on there. Mm. You're adding more meat. It seems it seems like too much to me. This this, this is the thing, right? And I, I totally agree, Smithy. Too much meat. Like when you go to McDonald's, if you have a core pounder meal perfect a double quarter pound a meal it's too much meat i don't enjoy that i, I would honestly disgusting like you've, you've got to have <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> disgusting disgusting um yeah um, i onions are mildly cretinous on a breakfast and again i'm not sure what they're thinking there why why are you an onion man on your hot dog absolutely yes. unequivocally yes. Are, you, times, yes are you mustard and ketchup yes no. what <laughs> Just, just ketchup. Just ketchup. Yeah, just yeah. ketchup for me that, as well. Thanks. That's criminal itself. Mustard and ketchup on a hot dog with onions. Fantastic. Okay, there is our um, podcast Instagram poll of the week. Do you have mustard and ketchup on your hot dog? You, you have to have mustard. I'm... Well, you don't. I never have and I never will. What? Seriously? <laughs> no, true story. Oh, my God. This is stressing me out. All right. What? No. Yeah. Well, well again, once again, we'll see what the listeners come up with. No, no, no it'll probably be me losing again, yet again. I think I like the look of mustard on a sausage. I think it has. It's that's what it should look like. If I was going to draw one for you now, it would have mustard on it, and it, and the sausage would be slightly longer than the bread. Yes. Yeah, in um, a bratwurst style. Yeah, Germans uh, know what they're doing. But must yeah. But if I had one in reality. It would not have mustard on it. Okay. Yeah, okay, we'll leave but it at that. Burgers on a fry-up, I think it's just unnecessary and a bit out of order. It's village. It's village, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Tommy, what's in the sack for you, mate? Well, um, this is an interesting one. A friend of mine, Dom, has said we've, this is the second time he's asked to uh, to speak about it, and it's, it's basically around Tinder dates. A lad... Dominic Shepherd, uh, who works for Emerge Recruitment, has, uh, has basically sent through um, a screenshot of a, a girl's Instagram post about, and it's literally, it's one of the most horrendous things I've ever looked at. But the caption at the top is, why it's a no to walks slash coffee as a first date, and my response when I ask why I wouldn't accept. And I'm not going to read the whole thing out, but She's basically saying that it's a lack of respect. Um, girls who prefer to be dined out, taken to you know, spend money on them, um, and also <clears throat> just saying that shows what you are as a person. And I'm not going to give myself any time for 
for someone who wants to just have a coffee slash walk. And yeah, I'm, sounds like a weapon to me. Yeah, I, I'm I'm looking at this and going, I, I can't say it because I'm we were recording a podcast. But <laughs> well, for me, Tinder trauma. That that's got Tinder trauma written all over it. Can I'm I just can I just of. confirm that this is on her profile? This is on. She posted this as a story. I've got the I've got the screenshot, and <clears> I'm not joking. It's an essay. I, like I said, I can't yeah. read it out because there's so much detail in it. But it's, no, it's a, it's a hard no, isn't it? Straight away, like you read that and you just think idiot and move on to the next profile. Mm. Right. it's who who do you think you are? I yeah, I concur with that. I think. The idea that if I take you out, you know, for a, some kind of fried breakfast with a burger on it rather than just a coffee, yeah. that that is going to make me a better father than someone that would buy you a coffee is cretinous. And my question is, should you be a mother? No, you shouldn't. <laughs> well, it, I guess, Rafe, it's kind of one of those for us, you know, um, in our situations where, I, I mean, I've never... I've never had to go and say, do you have a coffee date or a walk or things like that? That doesn't happen. But I would think in this modern day and age, if you're going, if you're meeting a girl and you're trying to work out your plans, what, what is wrong with a coffee date? What is wrong with going for a walk? I, 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 don't, I don't know. Um, Why shouldn't but, she pay for the meal? Well, this is the thing as well, you know, and, and she's sort of saying in this that, you know, um, it, it's, it's all about making the first impression from him. There's nothing about what she's doing. It's all on the bloke and not her. Like I, I'd like to see what what she's said, doing. Said it before and I'd say it again. Rock up in a Burton Albion shirt. <laughs> if they laugh, they're a keeper. If they're not, <clears throat> yeah, it, it is all about that, really. And I'll give you a quick story from um, Mordor. Um, and this is great. <laughs> this is great because Lil Wong was with me, and this this will adhere her to you immensely. Um, I desperately needed to go for a piss um, in between toilet stops and you were specifically told at the start you must not urinate on the volcanoes or anywhere uh, in Tongawara National Park. <laughs> and I'd made the mistake of, I, I didn't need to go at the first toilet stop, drank two litres of water up the devil's staircase and got to the top of there, desperately needed to go and she said, yeah, just just flop it out, um, go here. The people in front of you are a good 50 metres ahead. The people behind, 50 metres behind, just go for it. So I've exposed myself. Um, and <laughs> after about two seconds, um, the people in front of us turned around to take a nice photo of the red crater that was in oh, the background. No. And they've got a photo oh, of no. me. And there's another red crater out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they've got a photo of me um, yeah completely exposed to the elements um, and I and this is what's great Lil um, found it hilarious and was recording the whole thing um, yeah. so we've got video evidence of that and then of me having to go and crouch down uh, amongst a load of rubble and rocks to finish off my business um, and after she, she didn't show me that until we'd got back um, to the Airbnb and it was so bloody funny. Um, I'm literally in the video, when they clock eyes, we, I literally lock eyes on them. I turn around and I'm like, oh Jesus Christ, they've seen me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's absolute gold. I probably won't be able to post that on Instagram, but uh, hopefully you can put the, uh, the images to oh, the story. But finding somebody like that who will laugh at stuff like that and openly record it and find it hilarious is what you want from your, your Tinder dates. Not, yeah, some, not so, someone who wants you to spend 100 quid on him. Yeah, <clears throat> coffee's fine. Well, when he sent me this and I said, how old was she? And he was like, she's 32. I went, well, there's a reason she's fucking single and 32 because <laughs> I Honestly, uh, I concur. Ken Kerr. Ken her. <laughs> well, all I'll say is follow the blob on Instagram he's got a good idea of dating he has as well got married recently congratulations to the blob well done the blob hopefully the gap was there and also Jack Cropper um, honourable mention got married this week as well tried to convince him to yell brewers at the altar but I'm yet to hear back on that oh, wow. so that's, that's three shout outs for marriages 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's that was Pat's sack for uh, me over there. So Oh, I yeah. think you've got one from your mate at Burton. Ooh. The rugby oh. club. Sorry, yes, sorry. This one will, will, will well, take precedence. So... Charlie Bunting, um, Dunstall CC cricketer, uh, big fan of uh, Deep House. Um, I was a lovely bit of a right arm medium. Obviously, plays for rugby, Burton Rugby Club, um, and obviously did share our post, which is is phenomenal. So thanks, uh, Charlie. Um, but you know, Steve Scrimshaw once said, uh, "Let's go hunting with Chazza Bunting." Um, and the good man has, has asked us if we can uh, do a rugby 15 with WWE wrestlers. So it's a bit of a play on, if you've not listened before, our, our, our two previous podcasts um, that included uh, a animal 15 for rugby. And then we also did an episode on WWE. So he wants to combine those two and us pick out our best 15 for a rugby match. Now, I've got his list do you want me to read it out first, or do you want me to? I've yeah, made let's, I've made a fifteen. Let's hear, uh, let's hear bunters, shall we? And then we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll add. We'll oh, has add he sent us one in? Has he? He he sent us his uh, <laughs> his list. So he's gone with number one, Mark Henry. Number two, Umaga. Number three, Rikishi. Number four, Greg Carly. Number five, Andre the Giant. Number six, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number seven, Triple H. Eight, The Rock. <laughs> Nine, Mysterio. 10, Ric Flair, 11, Ultimate Warrior, The Pace, uh, 12, John Cena, 13, Brock Lesnar, 14, Edge, and 15, Shawn Michael. He did then say, we might struggle lifting our second rows in the line-out, but that's some team. Right. So, Would you like me to respond? Yes, please. <clears throat> yep. Right. Front row. I, I completely agree. Number one, Mark Henry. Six, World's strongest man. Six yeah, foot huge. four, hundred and ninety-three kilograms. Move that. He's my number one. Yeah. Um, number two, Rikishi. Six foot one, hundred and ninety-three kilograms. Move that. <laughs> Move that. Uh, <laughs> number three. Can't believe he's missed this one. Viscera. Oh, big V. Yeah. Six foot nine, two hundred and twenty-one kilograms. Move, Move that. Move that. Move that. And an ex-John Taylor student as well. What? (laughs) 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 Oh, God. What you're not going to get from that front row is any form of mobility, but they are not losing the scrum. (laughs) They are steamrolling everything in the scrum. So that's my front row. Um, Second row, Undertaker and Kane. Well, yeah. brothers so both seven two. feet tall <laughs> yeah. again immovable objects and I think would be very good being lifted in the line out and 100% going to get you over the gain line um, so that's my that's my um, locking combination so Ch- Chaz has had the great Carly and Andre the Giant there I think that's they're quite close yeah to... mobility would be very restricted if your front row is going to not move anywhere you're going to need a little bit of mobility in your I second row. I think with row. your second row as well, I think you're going to want a degree of... You're going to want them reading from the same page and you're going to want yeah. them working together and having two brothers of destruction in there is going to... I mean, they, they've been through a lot together. Yeah. They're going to be pretty bloody good. And if the great Carly gets chop-tackled, it'll take him about half a day to get up. Wasn't very mobile, was he? Exactly. I've and gone... I think Andre the Giant, <clears throat> very unfit. Yeah. In um, fact, he's dead, so that's a problem. God. <laughs> I've gone with Stone Cold Steve Austin um, so at Chaz. six. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I've gone with Goldberg at seven. Ooh. The Spear. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Surely the greatest ever rugby tackler to grace the WWF. I, I, I'd have gone Rhino. Rhino's Spear. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Rhino's a good shout. But Rhino, I thought Goldberg. Memory, Rhino's not going to give you a lot, though, in the height department or anything like that. No. He was yeah, more of a warthog, wasn't he, than a rhino? Yeah, but his, his, the gore was unreal. Flatten people. <laughs> but I thought for pure aggression and getting over the ball, Jacqueline, I thought Goldberg would be very good in that role. I've gone yeah. with uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley at uh, number eight. Okay. Um, yeah. Very big, very powerful, very aggressive. 
Um, definitely getting you over the gain line. Number nine, Ray Mysterio. I think, I think he went with that, didn't he? Yeah, exact yeah. same, yeah. 619, baby. 619. Um, short, going to get you around quick. Going to get you around the park. I've gone with... Um, Language of concern there? Language barrier? <laughs> probably, yeah. I've brought in pure entertainment at 10 uh, with The Rock. The most yeah, electrifying okay. move in sports entertainment, as Adam White always used to remind me. Um, yep, yeah, so we're going with The Rock at 10. Brock Lesnar at 12, because you need an absolute meathead in there. Yep. Yeah, I think I think Brock's solid in there at 12. Big ball carrier. I've gone with Batista at 13. Yeah, okay. The animal. Who did, who did Bunting go for? Well, Bunting had uh, Cena at 12 and Lesnar at 13. So we're, Okay, yeah, that's of, big. Yeah, I've got John Cena at 14. Okay, well, he's got Edge. Yeah, and I've got Edge at 15. So similar lines of thinking. Yeah, um, I like this. Yeah, and at 13, I've got Randy Orton. Yeah. yeah I think so, he's a bit more quick and nimble, but still strong. Yeah, real athlete. Um, where, what position did Bunting put Ric Flair? 10. 10. Who, who did you have at 10? The Rock. Yeah. Just pure. Both of them are entertainers. Let's be honest. I know why he's gone um, yeah. with that. So that's um, fair so, enough. So obviously, my rugby knowledge is is horrendous. What does the number ten do? He's the kicker. Good oh, okay. hands. Usually the best looking. So the Dan Carter, Johnny Wilkinsons of this world. Oh, okay. So do Flair, we... Flair would tick the boxes. Yeah. Really. Yeah. Okay. Definitely from probably ten years before, but I think. For pure entertainment back in the day, it was The Rock, wasn't it? I think both both entries are, are quite are quite. I good. think we're on the the same lines, aren't we? And I would love to hear from some villagers on, on their opinions. I know the semi-mongol will be writing it down as we speak. Um, That's quite pleasing, though, that you both. Well, I don't think we need to add to this because I think you and no. you and uh, Bunting uh, are just about on the money there. Yeah, I agree. So we'll wait for some feedback from the villagers. Whose team would win? The idea of viscera on a front row yeah. is really exciting. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, it's I mean, if you played that lot against America's first team now, they'd probably win. <laughs> I would. I'd just love to see any, but he's bang right. A line-out's going to be an absolute mess. But <laughs> I guess if yeah. you've got you've got potentially three seven-footers in the team, so you probably <laughs> yeah. Even if you can get one of them up in the air. You don't have to put. You can put a forward out in the backs and then chuck one. Like you can throw. Um, you could put Randy Orton up in the air, catch it, it, and then just drive him over. Mysterio, get Mysterio on Kane's shoulders. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. As long as you what can is, get the ball, get it to the back of a mall, and say, "There you go, Viscera, over you go." No one's stopping him from five meters. So, I reckon Titley could work with that. All I can think of is though, is that imagine if this was actually a team. Would they play in a, in a kit or would they just play in their... <laughs> yeah, play in their uniform. No, I, I was picturing Viscera in a black leather anorak that is, <laughs> yeah. to his ankles. And then, like, you've got Stone Cold wearing a tiny pair of underpants running yeah. around. <laughs> the only stipulation would be boots. <laughs> Need to put boots on. <laughs> yeah, health and safety, you've got to wear boots. The Stone Gold's got the two knee braces on as well, which... Brilliant. <laughs> Umagas. Rikishi, <laughs> just getting his ass, his, his full asses out as well. Oh, yeah, he'd be in sumo wrestling gear, wouldn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He'd well, really be struggling to pack down in that, wouldn't he? He'd have nothing to grip onto. So you've got, you've actually got, if you've got Umaga and Rikishi, that's, they're probably in, because they're both Polynesian, so you've actually got yourself a, some rugby genetics in there as well. Rock as well. Yeah, I'm interested to see what the villagers think of that and what they're and whether they make any changes. Like we said, obviously very similar in Chazza and Sniffy's uh, teams, but yeah, were there uh, any ones in there you think should be in or shouldn't be in? Yeah, let us know. Okay, what's next, lads? Um, Chippy T. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, Greek, Chippy T. Greek thing. This, this has been. This was actually brought up to us as some correspondence around obviously people there's a lot of debate around what should or should not be on certain meals and um we've we've already 
we've we've got stuck into uh, fry ups this morning briefly with the Burger Gate. Um, <laughs> this though, Chippy Teas. This is an interesting one. This is gonna this is gonna split the nation and split the world really. What this should be in a proper Chippy Tea. Now Chippy Tea, for those who don't know, Friday night typically chip shop dinner. Your mum or dad gets home and says, "Who wants a Chippy Tea?" Yeah, absolutely, right in there. What do we want? Now, I'll talk you through what mine used to look like, and then we can perhaps evolve it from there. My dad gets in from work. What do you want from? What do you want for dinner? Can we have a chippy tea, Dad? <laughs> yes, you can. What is he getting me? Well, first of all, he's it's a large chips, lashings of salt and vinegar. It's a battered sausage, must be battered. It's a large cod. Curry oh sauce God. on the side. The second he leaves the house, I'm getting a loaf of white bread out of the bread <laughs> bin. I'm smothering it in butter, putting that in the middle of the table. I'm then getting the tomato sauce out and I'm sitting weighted with bated breath, Fantastic. laying out the paper on the table, not bothering with a plate. Tomato sauce all over the side of the bag. <laughs> <laughs> Curry sauce in a pot because I want to dip that. I don't want to tip it all over. And then I'm getting a load of the chips to one side. I'm shoveling that in the bread, eating handfuls of that, and then demolishing the remainder. And that was what my chippy tea would look like. Right. I just want to give a shout out to Tina at the Ori Wash Fryer at this point. She is one of the greatest legends of the village, has worked in that uh, Ori Wash Fryer for, I mean, decades. I went back over Christmas. Hadn't seen her for years, and she knew exactly what I wanted. And that is um, exactly what you need from somebody in the chippy. And that is um, why the Oruas Fryer is number one. It's yeah. Simple like that. Stunning. Um, I would go in a tray, controversial. Um, right. As a family, this we... Is, this, as this, a this family, no, hear me out. This <laughs> yeah, this is, this is already horrendous. Oh, keep going, mate. So you've, just, you've just halved your chip now. Yeah. <laughs> Not when Tina was serving me, mate. Shoveled it on. You barely shut the, the tray. Um, anyway, so the reason that is we rarely had it as a family on a Friday night. It would be out and about. I would go and get it um, after school maybe or at a weekend uh, on the way down to the cricket nets or something. I'd pick up a chippy with Josh. Anyway, my order would be large chips, battered sausage, sometimes two, depending on how hungry I was. Usually would be two. Um, and a large baked beans. Oh, beans. Large baked beans. Went through a stage of having a large curry sauce instead of large beans. Uh, and a famous week in mine and Andrew Tasker's life, uh, we, in year eight, were asked to go on work experience and we went to Oriwas Primary School. Um, and during that week, instead of enjoying a nice packed lunch with the teachers in the staff room, we walked up the road to the Oriwas Friar every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and on every single occasion we both ordered chips large chips in a tray with large curry sauce accompanied by nice. a battered sausage um but yeah i would say 99 percent of my orders ever from the old Ross fryer would have been a large chips double battered sausage and large beans on a tray wow <clears throat> what so no cod not fish no man? No, no, no. Jane, Jane was a fish person. Uh, Josie just basically copied me. Yeah, chips and beans, Josie. Yeah, no chips and beans. Around. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's interesting that your two orders. So, Smithy, you've obviously come from a point of view where you're having to pay for it with any pocket money. So that's <laughs> yeah. That's probably where the trays come from, and obviously, Payne is just sat there doing absolutely f all. Yeah. And getting, getting Chris to go out and, and run to the fryer. So, my one. Um, yeah, is also no fish. Um, my dad was a big, big, big fan of the haddock. Big fan of the uh, the haddock. But mine would be a steak and kidney pie. Oh, battered sausage, large chips, curry sauce, and mushy peas. And that curry sauce. Oh my goes, god, this is outrageous. That uh, is a lot of. That's a lot of. Oh my god. No, it's it's fine. The mushy peas is on the side. The curry sauce is doused all over, and then it's just like all. Oh, bundles up and then whatever bite you're having you're getting a bit of steak and kidney bit of chips bit of curry sauce bit of mushy peas it's 
That, 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 that's and again, fine. clearly your parents are paying for this because that would have cost you about 15 quid at the Oros Fryer. Oh, Andy Manley's paying for this <clears throat> absolutely all time. Um, but in, in terms of when you're talking in the tray, it would have been a, if, if I was paying for it, it would have been a, a battered sausage, chips, beans, yeah. but doused, doused in salt vinegar, extra. Oh, vinegar. yeah. Yeah. I'm obviously. asking, I'm asking yeah. bits as well. I'm asking bag of bits. <laughs> yeah, bag of bits. Yeah. I was it, telling Sarah about that. There's a place in Wolverhampton you used to be able to go in and uh, you'd order your food and then a bag of bits on the side and they'd give you a little little bag, little doggy bag full of fried the end parts of the fish and stuff, which is just elite. Literally elite. drowning in vinegar, please. Yeah. Yes, and also I didn't realise that Yorkshire people call it scraps, which I, I I'm not sure. I, I quite like that. Mm. Uh, Scraps yeah. are good, yeah. Um, steak and kidney pie—that's an interesting one. I'm not—I'm not completely against it, but it would not be on my list at all. Gravy—I'd—I'd I'd be lathering that in gravy. Yeah, but you've already got the gravy, so I, I, what in the, the pudding? Hey, in the pie. In the pie. Well, it's—it's it's That's got not enough. In the pie, isn't it? So what, why do you need extra gravy? Don't. It's not enough for a full bag of chips and a pie. Come on. Controversial. I, I think it's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. Well, then you're gonna have a you're gonna be in a right mess. Mushy peas, curry sauce, and gravy. Make your mind up. <laughs> yeah, but the gravy's in the pie. Like you've got the you've got the sauce in the pie, so you've got the yeah, gravy. Yeah, and that's part of my issue there, me. actually. You've lost Again. me. It's the same on have a kebab. I'm having a donut meat and chips. I'm having garlic, garlic mayo, uh, chili sauce, and barbecue. I'm having three sauces on that. Sauce is fine, but the difference in textures is a real concern for me. Yeah. So you've got potential curry sauce on a mushy pea, on a yeah. piece of kidney with gravy on it. That is grim. Well, I think what you're doing there is being very specific about something that's probably never happened. <laughs> you're asking a very specific fork, um, fork and, and food situation. Yeah, too much to think about for me. If I'm walking down Main Street and I'm half thinking about my cricket match coming up and I'm half eating my food, I'm just wanting to stick my fork in a chip with some beans and a sausage. That'd be great. Hmm. Yeah. Well, interesting. Well, we all... We've got, some, we've got some good variations here. Interesting that two out of three of us didn't go for fish. That's sucks. Yeah. Smithy, have you got a quiz for us? Uh, yes, boys, I have got a new round for the quiz um, this week, known as the Ponderous. So I am going to um, ask, give you a series of clues in between each round, and you're going to have to try and guess who the sportsman slash athlete is. Cheribo get... West. <laughs> you'll get one guess at the end of each round, and uh, you'll score five points uh, before the quiz. You'll get four points after round one, three points after round two, etc. And it will add on to your total score. Um, and we are obviously playing home and away. Comprende? Yes, I would just like to bring up the fact that uh, Flushing Meadows is incorrect from last week. Okay, well, the listeners disagreed with you. 60% of our poll said uh, Rafe was correct and 40% agreed with you. Well, well, 60% are morons because it, it's completely incorrect. You said venue or centre court name and that is, and Flushing Meadows doesn't appear in either. So, Well, we've flushed it out on Instagram and, uh, yeah, you're going to have to deal with it, mate. Sadly, um, we, there's nothing more we can do. There's nothing more we can do. And uh, we've asked the okay. listeners. The That's villagers fine. have spoken. That's fine. And, ju and just to, just to let you know, I went through the uh, the back catalogue, and it's currently five four to me in the uh, in the quizzes. So I'm I'm winning by one. Okay, let's crack on. Right, Ponderous, your first clue. I went to school with a former British Lions captain, and I scored my first ever professional goal at Pride Park. You can have one guess each. Uh, Gary Neville. Incorrect. Um, Torino West. <laughs> um, Pride Park. I'll go, uh, yeah, I'll leave it. <laughs> That's great. Okay, um, who's going to start the quiz this week? Who wants to go first? I'll go. <clears throat> okay, Rafe, home or away? Away. Ooh, basket. Shit house. 
basketball. Oh dear. He um, likes basketball. Basketball MVP, the Joker, Nikola Jokic, is from which country? Slovenia. Correct. Nice for three points. Well done, Rafe. Right, Tommy. Away. Ooh, okay. Athletics. Oh, great. The three most decorated British Olympians are from which event? <laughs> Cycling. Oh, he's got it. Nice, Tommy. That's outstanding. I was thinking track and field. I was running through it. Well done. No. Well done. Hoy, Wiggins, Kenny. There you go. <clears throat> Fuck off. <laughs> second, second ponderous clue. I was awarded an MBE in 2022, and I was once the youngest ever player to play for my country. I was awarded an MBE in 2022, and I was once the youngest ever player to play for my country. Who went first? I can't remember. Tom, you said no go, didn't you, first? Yeah. Michael Owen. Is it incorrect? Uh, the MBE's got me thinking. It is it. Oh, sh- and youngest player to play for his country, mm-hmm. Theo okay. Walcott. Nope. Incorrect. West. <laughs> right, Rafe. Yeah. Away. Home or away. Oh, he's ploughed straight in. Right, which rugby league? Which Kiwi has won an NRL Premiership and won two Rugby Union World Cups? Oh my god, I know the answer. Oh wow. Oh my goodness me. Um I do know the answer, but I can't I just Can I have a guess if he gets it wrong? Obviously, yeah, you obviously point. can have a guess, but you're not gonna get any points for it. Gonna have to push I you. I can't think of his actual now I'm gonna say Quade Cooper, but it's not correct. No, it's not. Tom? Um, it's uh, he went out with La- what's his name, Lara Bingle. It's that one, isn't it? Sonny Bill Williams. Yes, Sonny yeah. Bill Williams. Well done, Tom. I'm gonna go home. Gonna go home. Who was the top run scorer in the Ashes 2023? Something you would have ploughed a lot of personal hours into. Zach Crawley. <clears throat> Rafe? No. Marnus uh, Labashane. Nope. Usman Kawaja. Ah, of course. Uzi Kawaja. Okay, it remains 3 3. Okay, third ponderous clue. I have won the Champions League and am my country's record goal scorer. Uh. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Incorrect. Fuck. Definitely never scored at Pride Park. It isn't Wayne Rooney, is it? Nope. Okay. Remains 3-3. Rafe, you're up. Last round. Away. Big. Snooker. Yep. Which two players jointly hold the record of winning seven world titles? Rocket, Ronnie, Stephen Hendry. Correct. Okay, Tom, I'm assuming you are going away. Which super horse, officially rated as Timeform's greatest flat horse in history at 147, won 14 Group 1 races from 2010 to 2012, um, and famously coined the phrase from the commentator, Queely says, go on the champ! <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be uh, Alpha Off. <laughs> no, it's not Alpha Off. I know this one. Can I go? Yeah, Rafe, who is it? Winks. Nope. Oh. Incorrect. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I know it. The Winks stands in. Um, Frankel 
is the answer. Oh, Frank. No, super so horse. Absolutely. So I've won. No, because we've still got the ponderous. Right. Oh, oh, okay. That is horrendous. I have lived in London, Madrid, and Los Angeles. Uh, yep, yeah, David Beckham. Incorrect. I know it. No. I know the <laughs> he's answer. He's gone. He's lost his head. Rafe. Gareth Bale. Correct. Yeah. Come on! <laughs> oh. No. He's got me there because he's not let me think. He put his well, well no, you've done yourself say, there because you screamed out the answer. You said Lions captain, and I thought that doesn't. He's not English. That's exactly yeah. what it was. So get that up, yeah. Yeah, Sam Warburton was the person that he went to school with. That's it. The home, the uh, whole meal slices, they know call him. Yeah. <laughs> so that's five five then. Um, yeah, and just just quietly, I've had a few uh, had a few people say that my uh, my responses to the Liverpool West Ham FA Cup final was straight. <laughs> or so the quizzes are not going well for me. Um, so Smithy, if you could just pipe them up and just give me a few more easy ones and not any horse racing between 2010 and 2012 would be nice this week's <laughs> quiz brought to you by <laughs> what are they called elite reception, reception. alright guys we'll end the pod there but you can reach us on Instagram and X um, at the villagers pod or email us in at the villagers pod at gmail.com um, yeah please send in any correspondence we obviously welcome it and, and we love reading it so yeah there's obviously a few things to unpack from this episode but yeah please get in touch sponsored by Elite Reception UK <laughs> Taribo West don't forget the competition yeah send us your videos we've never been bigger stay village over and out Taribo West see you in a bit that is very good the swing works, the Oracle again. Quite brilliant from Simon Jones.